from the NCHC.TV studios, this is College Hockey West Live. College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch or before the game, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food with two locations in Tempe and one in Pie Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. By FedEx. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the NCHC.TV studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us tonight, live on the Podbean app. We are going a little early today for very good reason. I don't know if it's a good reason or not, but anyway, Scott Strandy with you today from Rancho Cucamonga, California, as I prepare for uh, the uh, AHL contest between the Ontario Reign and the Abbotsford Canucks. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein. Joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate where today it truly is a beautiful day. I heard 60 degrees. I heard sunshine. I heard yard work. Paul is hard at it. Well, I just continue to slough off. Paul, how are you? Well, again, the the part you get wrong is this estate thing. I don't know where you get that from. Okay. Uh, Well, I'll have somebody check it again. Well, you you keep trying. See, but you keep trying that. See, you keep trying that, and everybody you quote unquote send, <laughs> how does that work for you? Uh, well, I'll tell you how it works for me. I'm in Rancho, Rancho Cucamonga, California, right now, and, and I'm supposed to be seeing sun in 70. Right. And instead, I'm seeing clouds, rain, and 58. I don't well, like it. I don't uh, like it. I've actually, I have actually been to Rancho Cucamonga. You have? Okay. I actually have. My right. aunt and uncle used to live there. Oh, my late nice. aunt and uncle used to live there. And, and I, it was a part of California that I really, really liked. It really was, it's a beautiful area. It's far enough away from that um, plastic city of L.A. Ooh. Where you kind of get a nice Throwing feel. Well, that's darts. the thing I haven't said before. Yeah, I didn't say it wasn't. I just said you were throwing darts. Anyway, <laughs> well, you know. anyway, I we're going early tonight. Um, I don't know if it's a good reason or not, but I've got an AHL game uh, to go to between the uh, Ontario Reign, who are red hot, by the way. Ever since right. I showed up two weeks ago and started uh, following them uh, in close for this two-week stretch, they've gone nuts. They lost one game in a shootout, and they haven't lost since. So, yeah. Well. You Listen know. there. You just let's let you're following Luke Rowe, and that's what you're doing. Let's 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 be honest. Yeah, I gotta love Luke. Love that kid. <laughs> so. Anyway, I, I gave him a bad time, but still wearing the blue Air Force uh, um, uh, suit. And yeah, he what did he tell you? That, he said he ain't got paid yet. <laughs> All right, well, how many suits do you own? None. Okay, None. so. I only I own one. I haven't either. <laughs> well, well yeah. tell me about it. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, lots of good stuff to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about what happened this past weekend. Um, we're going to talk about independent hockey. We're going to go up to Alaska to Fairbanks and uh, in just a couple of minutes and speak with uh, the play-by-play guy for the radio. No, he's a broadcast. color analyst. I'm color sorry. analyst. Color analyst. I knew well, I did Bruce, that wrong. Bruce, I just. Yeah. I, I just bumped Michael up a little bit, and uh, I don't know. I don't know uh, Bruce is going to be upset that you're trying to cut him out of his deal, but you know, I'll, Michael will just have to, you know. He'll, he'll throw darts at me or something, but that's okay. Probably. I, I, 
I have broad shoulders and a is, strong heart, so I can handle it. And they anyway, have two games left. <laughs> Michael McCauley is going to uh, join us in just a few minutes, and uh, we'll talk some Fairbanks hockey. We'll talk about a little incident that happened between Fairbanks and uh, ASU last week. We'll get a what thumbnail about maybe going all the way back to about this time last year when that team, the Nanooks, were ready to rock and roll into the, the NCAA tournament and totally got the rug pulled out from under them. Thanks, Colgate. Yeah. What the heck are they thinking? Anyway, um, so we'll get to that in just a minute. Before we do, though, uh, Paul, uh, lots of good things happening this weekend. Arizona State got the 23 wins. Um, they're all-time high in their short existence in NCAA hockey, um, right. and they're not done yet. They got two more games to go. Um, but the pairwise says, yeah, I don't think so. You're still 19. Good luck with that. Well, I mean, the computer can't be wrong, right? No, no, no. Well, the com- it's, right. I'm, okay, here we go. I'm not going to blame the computer. I'm going to yes, blame you are. the formula that's inserted into the computer. Oh, because, that's different. Because somebody put in a system that right. said it should be this, this, and this. And they did that when there weren't really any independents. And now True. that there are independents, they should probably look at it and see if it needs a little tweak. That's just my thoughts, but anyway, uh, we'll we'll get to Again, that. I hate, also... I hate when you, you're doing this to you. I hate when you do this. What? What did I do? Say things that make me want to agree with you. I hate that. <laughs> it just feels uh, dirty. I might have to take another shower. Okay. Well, if you have to, you have to. Uh, but anyway, we also got to talk about those Colorado College Tigers. Please, dude, you're embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Stop it. Stop the it. Tigers rock. Tigers are rocking. Anyway, so um, before Jeez. we before we get into all that nonsense, let's let's go to Alaska. Let's uh, find out what's going on in Fairbanks with uh, Michael McCauley and uh, see how things are happening. So, Michael Scott and Paul with you tonight. Thanks for joining us, or today I should say. Thanks for joining us. How are things in Fairbanks? Oh, they're not too bad. Uh, it's uh, warming up a little bit outside, so. <laughs> We already got through the fake spring, uh, so now we're looking forward to the real spring, I guess. Wait, wait, well, wait! I, I don't know. You have to explain it. Fake spring? Does that happen often, or is that what? What is that? So it happens two or three times where uh, it'll warm up to you know twenty, thirty above, and then it dips back down to thirty below. So oh. we call it fake spring. Jeez. Oh, By the way, Paul Paul's been contemplating retirement there, so you never know. You might see him up there. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Paul, you're not. No, not 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 this time of the year, anyway. Uh, talk. Okay. Let's talk June and July. You got a shot. But... <laughs> okay. Michael, yeah, it's great you. to have you on. Uh, doing the uh, the color analyst for Fairbanks. Um, you know, a few years ago they were they were gone away. They've come back. They resurged, and I want to go first and foremost to about a year ago when uh, this team was red hot and in our estimation should have been in the NCAA tournament, have, have things kind of recovered for the community in Fairbanks? I mean, it's still kind of a sore subject because, you know, it, it was a woulda, coulda, shoulda sort of thing. Um, you know, really the Nanooks uh, missed that tournament by everybody's estimation by one game. So if we would have played Anchorage one more time, or if we would have, you know, been able to get a win against Michigan Tech up here last year at the beginning of the year, you know, a a sweep in Denver, a sweep in Notre Dame. Um, It would have been a different, uh, different situation, I think. But nonetheless, you know, they they finished 22 and 10 last year. They had a tremendous year and uh, was hoping to kind of recreate that this year. But I think we really got lucky last year with uh, Matt Radomski coming from Holy Cross and coming over to the program and uh, just an absolutely phenomenal goaltender. And we couldn't ask for more. Well, yeah, uh, go ahead. We follow the team. I was going to say, we followed that team very, very closely. And um, I, I I get the, the, the source subject because I think that this was a team last year that could have caused some damage in the tournament. I mean, it, it, it played a, a, a playoff style of hockey. It still does. You know, whenever I get a chance to watch 
the, the team under Eric Largan play. They, they, they do play that defensive, uh, in-your-face kind of playoff style all year round. And, and, and it really, I, I think, uh, would have woke people up to what's going on up there. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, with last week and everything happening uh, against Arizona State, I think it, uh, one, it, it kind of gave the college hockey community a little bit of a black eye. But uh, nonetheless, it, it it pointed out the fact that Fairbanks has a Division One program up here. Uh, after seeing all the views of the uh, videos, you know, going around social media. And uh, so it wasn't all bad, I don't think. I think they got a little bit of... Uh, uh, exposure, even though it wasn't the kind of exposure you want, but, uh, you know, it, it made people aware, Hey, there's a, there's a team up there and, uh, it's a pretty decent team. Um, but yeah, I mean, last year they had a, they had a great year. Like you said, they play, a almost like a playoff hockey mentality, uh, every game, because that's what it is as an independent, right? You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta almost win every game. Otherwise, it, you know, you're on the outside looking, looking in at the end of the year, like Arizona State. I mean, they're 18th in the pairwise last I saw, and they're probably going to miss it because those tournament winners of the conferences, they get those automatic bids. And, you know, those those teams that win 22, 23, you know, games a year uh, as an independent, they just get left out because they don't have a conference tournament to kind of back them or anything. So it's – I, I agree with you guys on the fact that, you know, they need to really relook at that pairwise. Uh, I know me and Bruce have talked about uh, expanding the NCAA tournament, maybe to 32 teams or have a secondary tournament, kind of like the NIT in basketball, where, uh, you know, the teams that don't make the NCAA, they still get that chance to compete in a tournament style. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Do you, now you get a much different view than we do. Um, you know, Scott's all over the place, and you know, uh, I'm I'm here on Long Island, and, and and you're up there in Fairbanks, and so we kind of have a lot of different views uh, in terms of how we get a chance to look at things. <sighs> I get frustrated, and and people think that. It's just me as an ASU alum where I'm, like, frustrated or, like, oh, the ASU's getting screwed. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, a, I'm about the growth of more teams. And especially since the NCAA has this can continued this idiotic moratorium on single-sport conferences, um, there has to be a way um, if – to, to to get I mean if you if, first of all if they stay at 16 teams they're never going to get teams to jump because if you can't if you can't figure out a way to bring everybody into the fold you're just not going to have people doing it like I hear stories about Binghamton and Utica and like well where are we going to play and and you know we sit here every week and we brainstormed a whole bunch of ideas and and for example, we I mean the, the latest one we came up with is expand the tournament by four teams. Give the highest ranked independent a bid, or however you want to do that, and 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 take the other three bids, and do what you normally do. I mean, I don't know why the powers that be. Um, that run the conferences that are supposedly all together uh, wouldn't go for something like that to make more teams say, hey, we can we can join now because we don't have to be in a league to have a shot at the postseason. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you there. Um, I think it would be great to get a, you know the top-ranked independent team in uh, into that tournament because – you know, just give them a chance. And that's what they're doing right now. They're not giving them that chance that they deserve. It's not their fault that they aren't in a conference and that a lot of times, though, they're playing, you know, better competition than a lot of these conferences. I mean, me and Bruce talked about it this weekend with the broadcast uh, in Augustana. Uh, 
the the Nanooks uh, in every in the CCHA are better than every single team in the CCHA in the pairwise right now. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not good enough to be in that conference is what they said. Oh, oh, listen, Mike, (laughs) I'm going to sit here and tell you, um, I, I don't know what anybody has said to you about uh, the way we approach things here, but I have not made it any secret that, um, I really opposed and have, um, shall we say, um, I don't want to use the word backstabbers, but go ahead. Um, uh, in a certain league, it did to you guys and Anchorage and Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and, and I have heard as I listen to you guys and I listen to some of the stuff that comes from, you know, some of the Anchorage games. Um, I, am, am I wrong to say that that's still kind of a sore subject? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, cause, uh, <laughs> disbanded the CCHA back in the day to make the new WCHA that didn't last, but a few years. Um, and then, you know, now they went back to the, the CCHA and just completely kicked out the Alaska schools. And like you said, Huntsville. So, um, and then you, you let St. Thomas join, uh, which good for St. Thomas, nothing yeah. against that program. I mean, they've done a, they've done a terrific job there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Southern Minnesota. So okay. by, by way of, uh, the military up here and everything, okay. um, I'm a Gophers fan for life. So, oh, well, <laughs> now we have a problem, but okay. But now, uh, yeah, well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I moved up here and, you know, I got the, I got the job. Well, I got the shot last year. Right. Uh, cause the original color guy, uh, never really responded to <laughs> the, um, kind of the inquiries that Bruce was like, Hey, you're going to do it this year. And he just kind of left him hanging. So, right. um, I stepped in and I, I just grabbed the reins and I said, I'll, I'll do it for you. I said, no problem. Uh, this year came and it wasn't even a question. He's like, you good to go on opening night. I said, absolutely. I'll be there. So this was my second, uh, full year doing it. And I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, the future with Bruce and, uh, just trying to kind of hammer out the, the technical difficulties of the, the whole thing being 3,500 miles away from Bruce and, just trying to get that audio synced up as much as possible. <laughs> so, uh, we uh, we don't understand anything about technical difficulties on here, do we, Scott? No, not at all. Not at no, all. No, we never have those problems. <laughs> uh, so let's let's. Uh, we originally were trying to get somebody on from up from from to represent Fairbanks, um, because. Everything that, you know, listen, nobody likes what happened a week ago. But, you know, we were trying to get the perspective of both sides. You were in the building. Okay. Uh, And I don't want to waste a lot of time on this because I want to, you know, talk about the the team and and how it's played on the ice this year and the roster and that kind of stuff because we've been, haven't had somebody on uh, to represent, uh, the Nanooks for a while. And, and, and I want to get, we want to get that perspective here as we close out the season. As you guys are doing the game, what, I mean, as, as how, what was going through your mind when you, when you, did you, did your, did your mind believe what your eyes were telling you? I mean, I, you know, I've been a hockey fan my whole life and, uh, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, sure. Line brawls and, you know, pushing and shoving, maybe a little bit of face wash and stuff like that. Yeah. But never have I seen two guys just come out of the penalty box and square off at center ice. Uh, what was the, I, I mean, I know what the fallout was on the ASU side. <laughs> what was kind of the fallout on the, on, on, on the, on the, on the, on the Alaska side, because I haven't seen anything. So I don't know what happened. I don't know 
what Coach Largan said after the game or the next day um, because I was trying to wait for the, as you say, the, 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 the pregames with the coaches, but I never got a chance to hear yours. Yeah, so the uh, I, I listened to uh, Coach Largen's uh, pregame interview with Bruce, and uh, he said him and uh, Coach Powers from ASU, you know, they met uh, that next morning, and they both expressed that they were completely, you know, uh, just embarrassed with what happened the night before, and how it's just a good learning experience for both the programs going forward, and you know that we we're going to see a, a much cleaner. Uh, kind of game on Saturday and I think we really did see that I mean the, the referees credit to them they set the tone immediately Saturday night uh, Arizona State took a just a two-minute tripping call and they gave them a 10-minute misconduct with it so uh, the referees were not going to have any sort of foolishness on Saturday and they they really showed that so credit to them but I think I think it was just for ASU, um, I think it was just a frustration thing. I mean, you just had, you know, probably your your postseason chances snapped right in front of you up in Fairbanks and in a game that you probably came in thinking, hey, we got a real good chance to win this series, to sweep these guys. We did it just, you know, two weeks ago down in right. Arizona. Made it look relatively easy uh, with uh, – with Gibson Homer and Ned, I mean, that kid was phenomenal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Nanooks, they couldn't buy a goal. They outshot ASU both those games down in Arizona. And it was just Gibson Homer was just amazing. So when they came up here and, you know, it was, uh, it was one-to-one when Arizona state tied it up there late in the third and then, uh, took that five minute major. And, and then Adam dumb. scored two two power play goals in 37 seconds, and then it all just went crazy after that. It, I mean, 16, I think it was about 16 seconds left uh, was when the first altercations all happened and they started sending people to the box. Right. I told Bruce, I was like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they called the game right here. But they did it. They dropped the puck again, and immediately they – all went into the corner of the boards. I mean, from my perspective, it looked like Arizona State kind of pursued that. Uh, almost took a ran at the Nanooks. And the Nanooks are just, you know, we're not going to have that in our house. We're going to defend home ice. And next thing you know, they call the game with 11 seconds left because it was just completely out of control. Uh, I, I, To be honest, I don't know why they didn't send people to the locker room instead of the penalty box, but... Uh, you know, maybe you guys got an explanation of that that the next day, but none of that made any sense to me at all. So, yeah, no, I don't. I, we didn't really hear anything as far as you know the referee's decision of why they didn't or why they did, and um, I don't know. Maybe they just weren't expecting it to boil over that much, but okay. uh, they they definitely understand now. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, so, so Michael, let me put a bow on that part of it by just asking you this. How much of a, a black eye, pardon the pun, but how much of a black eye did that put on the independence? Because when I first saw it, I texted Paul and I said, hey, were you watching this? Because what the heck happened here? It looked to me like minute 24, Arizona State ties it up. It looked like if you're Arizona State, maybe you should just push to – uh, to go to overtime and try to regroup. They've been per- pretty successful in overtime. And then all of a sudden everything breaks out. And, uh, you know, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that two guys got out of the penalty box and squared off as a sideshow is what I called it with air quotes. Um, but, but how much of a black eye do you think that put on the independence? Cause I don't know if you're aware of this, but I started my own firestorm about a month ago when I just said, Hey, you know, last year, the Nanooks should have been in the tournament and weren't. Maybe it's time we revisit the pairwise. And man, uh, nearly nearly ninety thousand people responded um, with impressions on what they thought I was crazy representing. You know the independence that way. Yeah, no, I I think uh, 
I think it didn't uh, help us as independents by any means, because just probably shows that, hey, they're not, you know, they, they're they more about the physical game than finesse. And, you know, they just want to hit somebody. But I think true, true college hockey fans, though, understand, too, that it was just emotional. Um, like I said, Arizona State had a 2% chance coming into that series. And uh, probably left with about a 0.2% chance uh, <laughs> after Friday night. So, you know, I I attribute it to just just emotions being in a physical sport, and uh, you know, it's it's just it's it's tough, and that's just the way it is. And you know, the emotions boiled over, and just a couple of young kids didn't know how to handle it in a better way, and uh, definitely are just going to sit out the rest of the season from it. Yeah, good point. All right, let's dig into uh, Nanooks hockey uh, for this season. Obviously, not quite as good as last year, but certainly very good. And you're, the, the talent is there. The schedule, as everybody likes to point to now, I thought was phenomenal. Um, is it time? And I suggested this, Michael. I said, why don't we have a uh, – and I'll just throw out my plan. I said, why don't we bring the independents together in a central location like, say, St. Louis – and uh, when everybody else is playing their conference tournament, why don't we play a single elimination tournament in St. Louis and the winner gets the AQ? Now, first of all, you'd have to have the AQ, but but I think that would give everybody the chance. And, and my thought of it is this. If, if you're playing NCAA hockey, every kid that comes in wants the opportunity to play in the national tournament. If you're not going to get that opportunity or if, if it's going to be made so difficult, I mean, you can't expect any team to run the table. We talked about Boston College and the market they have this year. And, um, you know, you can't expect any team to run the table like that, independent or not. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I I, I like the idea of, you know, all the independents just kind of coming together and um, having their own little tournament. Uh, and, you know, if you could get the NCA on board to – give out that automatic qualifier, that'd be great. Um, and you make a good point that, you know, a lot of these kids, they don't, they don't even get the opportunity to play in the, in the tournament. Um, and the, the simple fact was I went over last night. Um, I, I was talking to Amanda about it. Uh, and she, she, you know, she said, well, how is it that the Nanooks can't get into a conference, but how many conferences are in division one basketball? <laughs> I sat there and counted. There's 32 conferences in division one basketball. It's nuts. It's absolutely yeah. nuts. Um, and there's six in division one hockey. Now, of course uh, you have, again, this is where I said it to you. I said it earlier, this idiotic moratorium on single sport conferences. Okay. And I know that um, that as, as, as we sit here, you know, we talk to people um, and, you know, we were hoping just based on rumors and obviously they were just, you know, they're just rumors, but there would be some other teams out West that would make the jump to NCAA hockey especially once ASU started having some success. And, you know, that maybe you'd actually get a Western conference. Like, I, for the life of me, and you might know more about this than, 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 than I do, uh, how does the lone NCAA team in Canada have an NCAA program for everything except hockey? How does that happen? <laughs> and Simon Fraser, I mean... That must drive you guys nuts too. Yeah, we've we've played Simon Fraser a good bit of times over the course of the years, and you know they 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 always talk about how they, they I think they always pretty much win their conference in Canada yeah. too, and uh, yeah, it'd be great to have them just join Division One and be able to play because then, well, that'd be two another team on the west coast that could you know uh 
that you wouldn't have to travel super far to go play. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I just don't get it. I think it's more of, of course, it's a money thing for hockey right. because you know we we all know hockey's not generating a whole lot of money for the for the NCA, and so they're not really pressed to introduce a new conference or you know to really appease the independents. They they probably could care less as the NCA, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean it'd be great to see just all the independents get into a conference or create their own because like, Michael, like you let, said, those kids deserve that chance. Let, let me ask you this, Michael. And I've talked about this for 50 years watching college hockey. It seems like there's not a unifying voice in college hockey like there is in other sports. It seems like it's really a protect your own. And uh, Paul and I see it all the time when we, when we put something out on Twitter or say something on the podcast, the quote unquote blue bloods will get all over it going like, Oh yeah, they don't deserve. And you know, uh, I'm a Minnesota guy as well. <laughs> so uh, I told Paul this a couple of years ago when Arizona state played the Gophers at, in Minneapolis at Mariucci, I was there and I said, I don't know that I've ever seen a Minnesota team want to win so badly. They maybe wanted to beat Arizona state so badly I don't know if it was, I don't know. And I just wonder if sometimes um, there needs to be a unifying voice, somebody that can come up and bring everybody to the table and say, okay, we can't just leave this table until we've got a decision because our sport needs it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, you know, being a, being a Gopher fan, it, they definitely didn't want to have an independent come into Minneapolis and, you know, show them, show them what's what. But uh, it's like when Alaska plays the Gophers, they usually play them pretty tough. And, you know, more often than not, it's it's either a one-goal game or the Nanooks end up winning. And it's just the, the Gophers and I think a lot of the, as you, you know, you say the Blue Bloods, the Michigans, the Boston Colleges, the – um, Denver's, you know, all those teams, they really, uh, they, they really struggle against the independent, like the Nanooks or uh, Arizona state, just because, you know, they're always playing playoff hockey and it's not something that they have to just turn on at a moment's notice. They're just doing it throughout the entire year. So I think it's always uh, it's always a pretty good competition when those kind of teams get together. Okay, I got two quick comments, and then I know Paul wants to jump back in. But last year the Nanooks were uh, twenty-two ten and whatever, um, maybe twenty-two and ten. I don't know. Did they have any ties last year? Um, but my point being is this year when you look at every team in college hockey, there's a number of ties, which tells me there is an awful lot of parity starters. Uh, number two is, at what point in time are we going to start to, um, I don't know, look at the win-loss records? And no matter who you play, with, with if there's so much parity and you're winning games and not losing as many, I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but I was brought up watching sports where you looked at the standings all the time. And I really struggle with the pairwise adjusting things, so to speak, and disregarding the one loss. And I have a lot of people that text me, email me, see me in a, in a rink and they'll say like, what's going on? How can a team like Alaska last year have 22 wins and not be in the tournament? How can Arizona state possibly have 25 wins and not be in the tournament? It looks strange, especially to the novice or the, the people you're trying to engage because they don't get it. And uh, I think that's a problem. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, last year, like you said, the Nanooks went 22 and 10. Um, I think we had a couple ties in there last year. Um, but 22 and 10 overall is absolutely fantastic for the the teams that we had to play. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at the looking at that schedule right now. It was 22, 10 and 2 overall last year with the six. Okay. Six seven six win percentage. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we played uh, AIC up here, 
uh, to open the season, tied them one, one. And then we lost in a shootout. And then we beat them the second night. Uh, we went to, after that, we went to St. Thomas, uh, beat them, lost the next night. So we split and, and then we came back home. We played Michigan tech. And like I said, this is where kind of the season hung in the balance at the end of the year, because they got swept by Michigan tech up here. And I think if they would have come away with one of those wins, uh, you would have seen them in the tournament, but then, you know, they, they kept their, their heads held high and they went to UNO split there. They split in Northern, you know, and they were on, I think it was a three week road trip um, right there before Thanksgiving last year. So, you know, this team is on the road a lot Yep. and just the sheer fact that what they can do on the road um, you know, they, they played Anchorage four games and then had the, uh, Christmas break in there. And then that, as soon as they were done with the Christmas break, they flew into Notre Dame, split with Notre Dame. Then they went on the road in Denver that next week and they split in Denver winning both games on Friday night. So, you know, and then as far as independent wise last year, they uh, had one loss against Long Island uh, and won every other game against all the independents. So they had a really good year, and it was just a shame to see them miss the tournament. And, you know, we had a lot of high hopes. Uh, I remember at the end of the end of year uh, awards banquet that they held, um, you know, coach was pretty, he, he was pretty excited about, uh, possibly making the tournament and then you know pretty much everything that could go wrong for the nanooks to miss it happened and uh you know they were just on the outside and had to watch all the other teams but i think they would have made a lot of noise last year it was a great team a lot of good players like i said the goaltender was phenomenal uh matt radomsky who was kicking around the idea of coming back, but then he went to, you know, the next level. And that's kind of where we ended up getting into this year. Um, personally, I thought Lassie Letty was going to be the goaltender of choice this year. And then game one against Denver this season, he goes down with a groin injury. He's out for about half the season, if not longer. And you, you had Pierce Charlson come in and he played pretty well for the most part. And it just wasn't good enough though. And I personally think um, this, this whole season, it, the turning point was when we went to the Great Lakes Invitational back in late December. Um, we went into the GLI and lost against Michigan Tech on Thursday in overtime. Uh, and I, and I really think ever since that point, this team has just kind of, kind of struggled. And I don't know if it was just, you know, the fact that they were so close to having that championship game against Michigan state um, just kind of snatched away. Cause they had a two goal lead with what, six mm -hmm. minutes to go in that game. And yep. uh, Michigan tech wins it in overtime. I think, 45 seconds in or something, the Nanooks didn't even possess the puck. So, and, and we, we've seen it a couple times this year where it gets to overtime and the Nanooks don't have a chance to possess the puck because they lose the opening face off and they lose the game. And it's, it's something they got to work on going forward. But uh, overall this season, you know, you figure two more wins, you would think, because all they got left now is uh, Stonehill Wednesday, Thursday here. Um, and uh, beat them pretty handedly out in Stonehill. But they're a Division One program for a reason. But we'll see what happens Wednesday, Thursday. But I, I could see 17, 14, and 3 at the end of the season, which is still pretty good for for the schedule that they've had to play. Well, if you, now, in complaining about the Parawise at the same time, you know, the Nanooks are still in the upper half of the pairwise with the with the record they've had this year, and and I don't think, 
that people understand and you and you would know this better than this is a you know they lost a lot of guys last year to the portal and 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 this is just such a young team that i i, I can't imagine that that wasn't part of what happened um and that this team will come back much stronger and much more dangerous next year uh, with 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 that year of experience under their belt especially on defense yeah absolutely i think uh you know like you said it is a young team and uh you know we had we had the we had johnny uh sorensen come over as a uh you know senior when he left minnesota and he played here two years um we've had we've had a couple of those um kind of situations uh bruneski who was the uh, other combatant in the fight mm-hmm. uh he's he's a graduate senior so right. i mean we've had a few of those but yeah i i think you know overall next year they're gonna they're gonna be real good i mean i like that caleb mcdonald um uh cade nielsen that last weekend against arizona state um he had just gotten back into Alaska. He was playing over in Great Britain for his uh, home country in a national tournament over there. Right. And I think he had three or four points in that in that series. Very large part to why they won on Friday night. So I like him. I like uh, McDonald. I like uh, uh, Xavier Jean-Louis. Um, you know, it just the list goes on and on. I mean, it's if if they can keep the core together next year and they don't lose a whole bunch of kids to the portal in the off season, this could be a, this could be a real good team. And I don't even know who we play next year. I haven't seen the schedule. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you, you, they're probably going to be on the road a lot. So um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now. Okay. Now you said this and I have to ask this now because these are the things that catch my eye. Nielsen going to play. In a in a, in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in some sort of national tournament over in the UK, and his yep. hometown is listed as Lafayette, Louisiana. What? How does that what? work? Kate Nielsen. <laughs> well, at least let's put it this way: on, on one of these websites, where I have the roster in front of me, it's not the official website. It says Lafayette, Louisiana. There's his hometown. <laughs> I assume that's not accurate. No, no, he's uh, he's definitely from Great Britain. Okay, that, that's fine. <laughs> I just, I'm just okay. So, so Michael, when he tells you what his eye catches, I, I'm going to tell you what my eye catches. And I don't know if you know this, but I've been calling Johnny Sorensen, Johnny the Glue Sorensen, because I thought he was the glue that put the Nanooks together last year. Am I close on that? Yeah, I mean, he he really came in it with that, uh, you know that. Uh, leadership role uh and you know he's really wearing that uh that captain patch with with some great pride his stats haven't been there this year really from where he was last year but uh it's more to that than you know just the numbers he's he's a great uh model for this team and uh they've been they've been lucky to have him for two years i think okay final one for me is uh is this one when you look at um the mess that the pairwise is and i'll leave it at that um if it doesn't get fixed is that going to hamper the ability for the independents including fairbanks to recruit and get top quality players is it you know because let's be honest if you don't really have a realistic chance to play in the tournament are you not going to look for somewhere else to go if you're young talented prospect yeah i mean you know i think uh and and i've talked to bruce about this a few different times that i think the fact that the portal exists is a fantastic thing all right because it's giving a lot of uh, a lot of these kids opportunities to get more ice time because we know not every kid is going to be good enough to be a starter at Michigan, at Minnesota, at, you know, at Denver, wherever the case may be. 
and they're getting that chance with, I wouldn't say a, a, a less of a program by any means, because the Alaska Nanooks can skate with anybody. Um, they showed that last year when they went into Denver and they beat them on night one. Right. We don't um, look, we don't look at it that way at all. We, we have the, the utmost respect, um, at least as outsiders for the, for the Nanooks program. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I told Scott at the beginning of last year, uh, after watching a couple of games, I'm like, look out for this team. This is a very, very dangerous team. So at, at least from our point of view, we have the we don't overlook the Nanooks in, in, in any stretch. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, the more nationally ranked teams, like the higher ranking teams, of course they – you know, they're going to look past the Nanooks when they got them coming into town or something. Hey, we're at home. You know, it's who who's heard of this team sort of thing, you know, but and then they shock them. And that's how it was all year last year with this team. And I think it was just a, a matter of injuries this, this year. Um, and it, it hit them hard and fast and early with the injury bug. Um that kind of hampered their uh, chances this year. But like you said, you know, if they, if they can keep the majority of these guys uh, for next year, they're going to be a dangerous team. Yeah. I, I'm going to totally agree with you on that. Um, we appreciate you coming on and give us a, give us the perspective. Hopefully we can get you a few more times during the year because we really love covering uh, the Nanooks and, and uh, everything that is up there. Coach Largen has been unbelievable, and um, we really have a lot of respect. Uh, I just hope that uh, the independents are able to thrive. And, um, you know, it's going to be tough losing Arizona State as an independent because, let's face it, they were the big dog. They had the money, the power, the school. And um, now to have them step away, somebody's got to take those reins, I think. But, Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate the time. We'll be in touch and uh, continue the good work up there, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. You have a great day. You too, Michael. Thank you very much. Yep. Go Nooks. There you go. I like it. That's the uh, the color analyst from uh, Alaska Fairbanks, uh, Michael McCauley, joining us. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Weekly with uh, a look at what happened this past weekend. So here we go. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's all nchc.tv. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. 
from the nchc.tv studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight on this Sunday night, Rancho Cucamonga, Cucamonga, California. On my way down to Ontario, about a five-minute drive to uh, to catch a little Abbotsford Canucks versus the Ontario Rain. Um my co-host, as always, is out in the big, beautiful palatial estate where the sunshine, the raindrops uh, went away, the gumdrops were falling. Um, he's got it all. Paul Hornsey with me. Uh, <laughs> gum, listen, if there were gumdrops falling here, believe me, I'd be in a sugar coma and you wouldn't be talking to me right now. Okay, whatever. Um, uh, I was great getting the perspective from another uh, city, another team, another university. I thought Michael did a great job of bringing it tonight and, and giving us an update as far as what's going on. The Nanooks are uh, a team that is not going away, folks. They're only going up. And uh, next year, the independents are going to be as good as they are this year. I know Arizona State's moving on, but look for Anchorage, uh, Fairbanks, look at LIU. Um, that there's teams that are going to, uh, they're going to be pushing this envelope again. And at some point in time, yep. an adjustment has to be made or you're not going to yep. have any teams left. You're going to shrink back down to, yeah, I don't know what, 58, 59, whatever. And that's not good for the game. Yeah, I, I just, I don't understand it. Um, every, everybody will tell you, no, we need more teams, but you don't want to do anything to, 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 what the heck's the planting word I'm looking for? Um, you know, to to get those seeds to to flower and and germinate and so forth and so on. You you just doing every, you're you're basically opportunity, doing Paul. That's you, that's the word. They need opportunities. If you don't give them opportunity, you can't blossom. Uh, it's like putting yeah. a seed in the ground and not watering it. Nothing's going to happen. Exactly. You know, exactly. Sit there forever. Yeah. So, so if you, if you plant the seed of a new program coming in, you've got to give them opportunity. And in college hockey, the opportunity is a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. And I don't care what your schedule says. I don't care about any of that. If you, if you're an NCAA program, um, it's like in every sport, teams are better than others. Okay. That's the way it is in sports. But that doesn't mean that you should shun a 23 or a 22 win team because they're not in a conference. That's bull crap. What did he say? 36 basketball conferences? Yeah. If there's a problem, then you need to fix the problem. And um, at least, you know, you got to alter it a little bit. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying go give them a top five spot in Arizona State or uh, Fairbanks last year. But give them a shot. Give them a shot. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid that they might win? And and is that a bad thing? Because I thought this was a competition. And um, a lot of coaches that I talk to say, the more the merrier, let's compete. And then there's a lot of coaches that, that say, you know what? Uh, we've got enough. 16 is enough in the tournament. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. I, I not unless everybody's that. getting a fair shot. Everybody yeah, I, I needs don't agree a fair shot. Um, so anyway, um, this weekend, uh, Arizona State sweeps. They're now 23, right. 7, and 6. Right. Um, ridiculous. Ridiculous that they aren't anywhere close to the pairwise. <sighs> and they're not. They're 19th no. after a sweep. And you watch teams that split at home and, and move up and down. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. At some point in time, the one-loss record has got to come in and into play. And if Arizona State should go up to Anchorage and win two more games and finish with 25 wins, you're going to seriously look around and say, yeah, you know, their schedule was soft. Um, they didn't, they played too many home games. They had too many ties. You're going to say, you're going to say that with a straight face that they don't deserve a shot at playing in the tournament because that is a bunch of bull crap, to be honest with you. It is. Well- I, you know, you, it just, it's, it's ridiculous. And we're going to sit here and, and, and look at this and, you know, here, here's a, a, a bunch more arguments. Okay. Um, 
St. Cloud. And I know again, and if if ASU had the record they had, and they played in the NCHC, and they played plenty of games over the last couple of years against the NCHC, they they'd be they they they'd be fighting for a two seed. Yeah, exactly. You know, or or more. Uh, you have, um, you have the you know St. Cloud with with others. They're fifteen, twelve, and five, and they're fourteenth in the pairwise. Okay. Yep. New Hampshire, who's playing tonight right now against Boston College, I know that the game will be over by the time anybody you know downloads this, but that's again, right? Their record, their 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 record, and they're eighteenth in the pairwise is seventeen thirteen and one. Northeastern, who's just behind ASU, is sixteen fifteen and two. Notre Dame is fifteen seventeen and two, and twenty one. Uh, how the heck did RIT get in here at 22, 10, and 2? But Penn State, 23, 15, 16, and 3. UConn, 24th in the pairwise. They're five games under 500. Yeah. They're 13, 18, and 2. That's what I'm saying. I've been saying that for months. And and the other thing is you can't just look at wins. you got to look at losses too. Arizona State's going to be top five in wins. And they're going to be top five and fewest losses. And it, I don't care who you play. You're, you're taking a big disservice. And if you're saying that uh, all the teams that, and you and I talked about this off the, off the record, uh, they took a good share of NCHC teams for being an independent. They played at Miami. They played right. at Colorado college. They right. played Omaha in their tournament. They had right. Denver come here. Right. Um, you know, so it's not like they shied away from teams. No, they played as many as they could, but you only can play so many because there's right. only so many weeks before the conference season starts, and so many weeks after the conference season ends, and even the holiday tournaments where you can get to these teams. Right. So you can't hold that against them, no. and 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 if you are, you you're doing a big disservice to all the teams in NCAA hockey. I mean, they are as worthy a team of entering the tournament as anybody else in the tournament because they have, they have proven that they've played NCAA hockey and won games. Have they tied a few games that they maybe should have won? So is everybody else. So yeah. is everybody else. And, 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 and by the way, and you could, you know, I don't ever hear anybody talk about how the ECAC is soft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, the seating for the ECAC conference tournament, Number one, Quinnipiac. Number two, Cornell. Number three, Colgate. And number four, oh, that other softie, Dartmouth. What's the record, Paul? 11, 9, and 9. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so, anyway, okay, this so past weekend, Arizona State sweeps LIU at home. Denver goes on the road and sweeps St. Cloud in St. Cloud. Right. Colorado College splits at home with Minnesota Duluth. Um, right. What happened to the North Dakota Fighting Hawks? So what? To what? Yeah, so, they win the NCHC Penrose yes. Cup. Congratulations with a sweep to... of, of Western Michigan. Brad Berry yeah. and the guys. Yeah, congratulations yeah, exactly. to the Green and White team. You know, uh, our buddy Eddie Christian Sue. I mean. North Dakota, um, you know, they win the, the, the regular season championship. Congratulations to them. Um, congratulations to Bemidji State winning their first regular season conference. But uh, by the way, a little a teaser. Time. Tom Saratori is scheduled to join us tomorrow, recording, but he'll join us tomorrow along with his brother, Frank. So it's nice. Saratori Monday. Um, nice uh, college hockey coast to coast. Well, yeah, and it, uh, we, well, we need to have like a little round table live with them <laughs> with each other going, but you know, that's that's you know. coming up. I, I'm gonna push for it. It's frozen four. Okay, I'm down with that. Believe me, I would I'm so down with that. Um, yeah, that'd be a good show on a Friday at the frozen four. How about that? Yeah, I mean, um. So good for them. When Caden Embarico is walking away with the Richter, 
Oh, by the way, uh, St. Thomas finished with the number two seed in, in, in that league this year. Well, my, uh, my watch go? is talking to me. They weren't able to find it. <laughs> Good job there by Coach yeah, I, Blasi I set and the it boys. off by saying, Caden the Sponge Americo. You notice how I ignored that. I know. That was nice. That was I nice. know. <laughs> Not right. for Caden, because um, he's going to win the Richter. And, um, yeah. And so the only matchup we okay, have set so, in the NCHC. Yeah. North Dakota, Miami. Right. Everything else is up in the air still. But next weekend, Paul. And Tuesday night, we'll get into next weekend, uh, this coming weekend's games, because this is the end of the regular season. And right. it is going to be massive. It is going to be massive for almost every team except the top team, and that being North Dakota. But still, it's massive because there's this thing called the pairwise that could give them a two seed if they're not careful. So North Dakota will come to play hard. Trust me. They will come to play hard. Oh, well, if you want a number one seed, you get, you have to. Right? Yep. Because you could I, – yep. I don't see them. There are no off nights. No, I, I could see them uh, maybe moving up to the two spot in the pairwise. But depending on what happens, right, maybe they move down to, to four and – it would be hard to see them moving down to five, but you never know. So the way to make sure that that doesn't happen is keep winning. Oh, I so. can tell you how you can move down to five, lose the last two games, and struggle in your tournament. Well, we know that that's how you could do it, then but. You can move to five. Oh, you better come, including South Miami. Tomorrow. Yeah, I can't hear you, Paul. If you can hear me, go ahead and do the read, and then when I see you're done. I'll shut things down. Yeah, well, now I hear you. Now that you're telling me to shut the, you know. Yeah, just go ahead and do the read. But, uh, it's drifting here. That's what happens. I'm thankful we got the hour in. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we got most of it in, so we're good. Um, you know, anyway, lots of big games coming up this weekend uh, or next weekend as we wrap up the regular season from the NCHC.TV studios. This is College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. And the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. And if you're looking for a, uh, something for the ACHA tournament next week, make sure you search that as well. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live is live every week on the Podbean app and available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcasts. College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Before we lose total, was I, I will say, uh, was what? It, was I right about that sticker or whatever the heck it was there for that our executive producer designed? Yeah, for the ACHA tournament. Yeah, go to redbubble.com, search T Grand Rude, G R A N R U D, 
and you can uh, find uh, some ACAG stuff that we put together for our podcast. Eight Good. of them coming up. Good. Starting Wednesday. Nice. Eight in a row. Eight days in a row. Join us. Nice. Join us tomorrow night for the Saratory Show, we're calling it. As Tom nice. and Frank will join us separately, but we'll merge them together. Yes. You know that's going to happen. All right. Yep. <laughs> we'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.